Hello, and welcome to an everyday follower of Jesus Christ. This is your friend Cheryl, and today we are going to be exploring understanding words and context. It is our responsibility to understand each clause's literal and historical significance in the Constitution and Declaration of Independence. Let's contextualize what brave men and women were willing to sacrifice for their freedom and beliefs about such. British troops were hunting the Declaration of Independence signers. General Gage had an order to find and detain them as traitors, and here they were, putting their names on a revolutionary document and sending it to the British king, where the last sentence reads, quote, And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor, unquote. Look at each of these gentlemen's faith that God was for them and with them. For the signers to be placing their lives at risk and to be doing so while overturning an a way of organizing society that had dominated for 2,000 years profoundly exemplifies their courage. Yet their humility was evident for them to begin the declaration in such a way. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with each other and to assume among the powers of earth separate and equal stations to which the laws of nature and the laws of nature's God entitle them to a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to separation. We have the benefit of hindsight in knowing that the cause of freedom freedom which certainly looked like it would fail, we know 245 years later that the hand of providence was with these men and women who displayed unyielding resolve in a cause greater than themselves. It's a clear reminder of what people must do today to maintain their sacred documents and freedom. What are you willing to do or give up to maintain the freedom of your families today? Will we as a nation return to worshiping God and defend his ordained government for humanity? Or will we think that men are far wiser than God? It is that simple. The challenges of the past two weeks continue. Study and understand holy words. Closely read and study the words of our divine documents and God's word. Now add to this, understand the literal and historical significance of the clauses in our Constitution and Declaration of Independence. It may be one of the most important steps taken in preserving our republic in the midst of those who simply want to destroy what God created. In school, we learn to guess the meaning of words by looking at surrounding words. This method is unreliable and misses the ability to really understand 
the power of words. Philip Dick reminds us, quote, the basic tool for the manipulation of reality is the manipulation of words, unquote. Failure to comprehend original meaning guarantees loss in translation and leads to rhetoric we hear today like, the Constitution is outmoded, irrelevant, and has outlived its usefulness for what we want today. Are you sure? The Constitution was constructed in such a manner that separation of powers exists and that the states have greater power than the federal government. If you and I are apathetic and do not do the work to understand when our freedoms are curbed, look in the mirror. That is who to blame. Jean Patrick, to know the Bill of Rights. James Madison reminded us, do not separate text. Do not separate text, the historical background. If you do, you will have perverted and subverted the Constitution, which can only end in a distorted, bastardized form of illegitimate government. Avoid delusion. The Constitution of the United States is a miracle that saved America. Its founders were men and women who sought God in the Holy Scriptures, many of who studied the Geneva Bible. The founders who sought inspiration from heaven, they prayed, they studied, they listened, and followed the promptings of God through the Holy Spirit. They put their trust in God. They asked the question we wrestle with today. Anytime we are striving to ensure that agency is protected and the rights of all humanity are fought for, quote, are we doing the right thing, unquote. Benjamin Franklin, the elder of the Constitution, it 80 years of age had this response, quote, only history will tell. We know this much. We have to do something. The articles as they exist are fatally flawed like a slow acting poison, unquote. It took five years to agree to the ineffective articles. Britain informed our men sent to represent the U.S. that they would negotiate individually with the states. States placed tariffs on each other, the ports of New York and Boston, charged other states tariffs before foreigners. Men had been gathered for weeks, borrowing funds to even attend the Philadelphia Constitution. They had been there for weeks and were not any closer to a constitution than when negotiations had begun months ago. If they could not find a way forward, the United States would not exist because men swore their allegiance to their state, not the nation. Many delegates had left. All of New York's except for young Alexander Hamilton. Some delegates never showed up. However, just like today, there were some who simply would not give up. They knew, God knew, what was placed in their hands and on their shoulders. Washington, Hamilton, 
Franklin, Madison, to mention a few. Congress had approved delegates to improve the articles, which these men knew must be a constitution, and if such instituted a secrecy world, nothing but nothing left their deliberations. Opposition was strong. Compromise was going to be necessary on many fronts. Representation was finally ex accepted for the continent for the Connecticut Compromise, which suggested for large state representation, whose fear was they'd shoulder the complete debt of the nation, that they should have more say. Hence, the House of Representatives was determined by population. The smaller states would have no voice if house, both houses were determined this way. Hence, equal representation by all states in the Senate. For James Madison, he was struggling until early morning. Inspiration whispered compromise. The sovereignty of states and the people was expressly identified in that any power not expressly stated in the Constitution was a state power. The power between the three branches of government was there, so no single power would ever govern the United States. We may have to take a look today at the idea of executive orders and realize this is a violation of the Constitution and demand it be stopped. There is more, but let us look at the slavery issue, as this seems to be the black eye that many used to say the Constitution should be replaced. Again, let's look at history. Benjamin Franklin and others were violently opposed to slavery and any inclusion in the Constitution. However, southern states where slavery was a key part of the economy would never ratify the Constitution. It was believed that slavery was ending of its own accord because economically it was not viable. Morally, it was wrong. Those who had slave states would not ratify the Constitution without the inclusion of slavery. Well, slavery stayed with hopes that by 1783 it would be over. 1793, the invention of the cotton gin changed that male slaves were counted as three-fifths of a person. There's a ratio that makes zero sense, like so many ratios we arbitrarily create today. It was a ratio that by 1808 was to be abolished. Slavery of humanity in any form is humane. It behooves each of us today to ensure slavery is highlighted and those engineering in those atrocious acts are fought with all our being. We have fought since before the world was for all humanity to have their God-given agency, the freedom to choose. The convention did conclude with the Constitution that would now require states to ratify. It was brutal, and the Federalists and Anti-Federalists went to work. What was the price paid? The future 
and reputations of many good men and women were placed on the altar. William Serene's was one of those. He was a Massachusetts representative uh, to vote yes or no. He left with a firm no vote that represented his community and returned home branded as a traitor because when it came time to vote, he changed to a yes. His wife was waiting for him in the doorway of their farmhouse where he stated, I am acquitted of my conscience and hold the hope my constituents will recognize and I know what I did before God. His wife stated, It matters not. You are branded as a traitor, and we must leave now. Leave they did, with both of them willing to pay the price for the moving of God, God upon his heart and mind. Today is a good day to contemplate, reflect, and study of the sacrifices made for the freedoms we enjoy today, unparalleled in all written lore of humanity. Today is a good day to humbly thank God for the good men and women who were obedient to his will. Today is a good day for all of us to turn our wills over to the same God. Won't you join me? Until next time. God be with you.